welcome to episode number 28 of what's this? <laughs> i'm shelly i'm bianca and i'm diana and here we come together to serve the brook yeah we are back guys we are back for a new episode yes episode 28 we are moving through these episodes. episode number 28 we are moving and grooving uh diana is on location yes <laughs> <laughs> so normally you see the three of us here but diana's with us on location still ready and engaged to discuss the book yeah absolutely how is it out there diana what's the weather like <laughs> the weather outside is frightful it is frightful <laughs> it's a little chilly it's a little i got out there while the sun was still out so i was like oh it was bringing back those summer memories yeah it got dark yes. really fast so <laughs> last time we were here we were we were with marcus carter yes. and then he interviewed us so if you haven't checked out those two episodes go back watch we had a really good time with yeah. marcus marcus is great our tables were turned uh -huh. um and we actually got interviewed so that was definitely interesting yeah. that was much fun as you used to say that was, that was so much fun <laughs> so, yeah, we got interviewed it was fun um and i think it was a really insightful interview i, I think actually, so too yeah. yeah i think he 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 marcus asked the tough questions and then when you think you're done he has another question mm -hmm. right behind it just to like dig in a little bit more right um so yeah he is a really good guest and you know a friend to the show right yeah because we found out marcus is also an author yeah um as well so um you know gotta have him back on the show yes and uh thanksgiving happened uh since yes. our last episode how so. was you guys this thanksgiving it was good. I had my sister over. We ate so much food. <laughs> <laughs> we went shopping. Uh, we picked up our uh, my bonus mom, Carolyn, and yes. picked her up and went shopping again. So my pockets will hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think she also, we went shopping at some point. <laughs> as well, too. Oh, uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, somebody I'm, like, shopping. I'm like, who was shopping? <laughs> Uh, me and Savannah hung out. Um, my parents were gone, so it was like a lonely. What did the lonely do at Thanksgiving? <laughs> what do they do? Uh, so we we went to the movies and we went downtown and saw the Christmas tree, and it was a fun Thanksgiving. What about you, Deanna? What you do? What you do for Thanksgiving? Uh, we went to my brother's, which is our you know norm, um, and all the cousins and everybody came over and had a great old time and it was it was nice as always i did not go shopping like you guys physically <laughs> but i did do some cyber shopping so yes. <laughs> yes. yes cyber shopping is always good you know so this episode mm -hmm. we went back to the book club we yeah. um it's been some what a couple it's months been a few days Should left left you. yes it has <laughs> been some time since we did the uh the book club episode if you have not watched our first book club episode go check that out because <laughs> you know what <laughs> We went through some counseling after that episode. <laughs> Everybody got their point of view. And, you know, it was just, it's always good for us to have those type of conversations. But for I sure. think for sure it shows people like, I think when people see us three together, they'd be kind of like, 
oh my god they argue <laughs> but they still right. you know hold it together i think uh arguing can be healthy for yeah. friendships and it's it's interesting to see how three different people have almost three different point of views about the same thing absolutely um so i'm interested to hear how everyone felt about this book me too so, without further ado. without further ado we have arthur janine rogers um the book is don't smell like smoke i have it sitting here so everyone can see um and it was a very interesting book and we want to talk more about it with the author yes. so without further ado Janine Rogers, a Chicago native, was raised by a single mother who nurtured her first loves, faith and family. At the age of 11, she discovered her passion for writing poems and stories, including co-authoring a children's book in high school and interviewing Gwendolyn Brooks, which fueled her passion as she realized the power to transform lives one word at a time. Dealing with life's obstacles, Janine overcame the challenges she saw firsthand by learning to remain purposeful and driven. She applied the values planted in her youth and became a scholar who went on to obtain a bachelor's and two masters in education. With 20 years of experience, Janine strives to lead the way in encouraging others to become lifelong learners of self. A woman of action, she balances her career being a Zeta the joys of being a single mom to her college-aged daughter, and DIY projects with her writing passion. In her first novel, Don't Smell Like Smoke, Janine hopes to encourage, inspire, and empower readers to see themselves as triumphant. In introducing the business birth from the process of publishing Don't Smell Like Smoke, Janine has also launched Five Point Vision LLC, which is a business consultant services. Guys, please welcome Janine Rogers to West Brewing's podcast. Hello, ladies. Janine, you're here. I'm Thanks here. for joining us. Yes. Thank you for that beautiful intro. <laughs> <laughs> you are so welcome. We we do this for the thank you at the end. So we like, oh, I love to see people's reaction while they're backstage. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so we hope to just do you justice. Definitely. Thank you. <laughs> You're so very welcome. So digging right in, um, you wrote this book. Um, how long has your book been out? It's been out a year and two months. Yes, you just made your year anniversary not too long ago. Um, and this is your first book, right? This is my first book. Yeah. So how did you get into writing? Uh, I've always been a writer since I was a child. Uh, I don't know that I did anything special, but I used to write poetry. And, you know, you have a teacher or two who feeds into your passion and just mm -hmm. encourages you. And so I, I continued writing and I used to do open mics back in college and all of that fun stuff. Uh, never thought I would write a novel though. That's a new one for me. Mm, Definitely. That's cool. You, you said you did open mic. Were you doing poetry? Yes, I did poetry. So I started as a poet. Yes, my <laughs> business, and that was fun. But people used to say, "Do a poetry book," but 
I ended up doing this that has poetry in it. Yeah. I was going to say, this so, is a little bit of poetry. And you can still, there's still time. You can still make that poetry book too. There's still yeah, time. Always, always. <laughs> so this book was definitely very interesting. It was uh, four main characters. Mm -hmm. um, so we had Grace Hope faith and joy mm -hmm. um and we followed along in their journey and it was definitely interesting i found mm -hmm. a little bit of myself in each, each person's story too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it was definitely interesting to get into that but before we do that we always like to start with some icebreakers mm -hmm. so let me get Pull that up. Yep. And um, we want all of our viewers to, you know, write, type in your comments too. We see everybody in the live chat. Janine, we're going to bring up some of the comments too so you can see everybody who's here. And, um, you know, we want you guys to be included as well. So as we ask these questions, think about, you know, your answers for them too. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe I can steal somebody's answer. <laughs> So uh, my first question, what is the funniest thing you've seen online recently? Uh, I posted it the other day. <laughs> um, I'm not online that much. Um, to, I'm usually looking for funny things because that's a little stress reliever. But, mm -hmm. you know, we just came off of Thanksgiving. I'm an educator. Mm -hmm. A long stretch of time off. And it was a Maury meme. And it was like, you know, you said you would go on break and come back relaxed and rested and feeling good and we've determined that's a lie because <laughs> <laughs> i had relaxed like i should have yeah yeah i i think i needed some counseling come monday morning i was i was like oh god i don't know where i'm at i can't, I can't sleep tonight <laughs> right i yeah. was up for hours just trying to get my last minute of the holiday hours in yeah i think i actually did come back pretty refreshed but you know you always get those monday morning blues mm -hmm. um i think for me the funniest thing i've seen online if you're a fan of rap and drake and 21 savage mm -hmm. <laughs> i keep seeing these uh videos of like they're doing cartoon characters of drake and 21 savage like doing little dance 21 yeah can, can you do, do something funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty funny i share i think i said it to you because yeah like singing a song so. absolutely yeah i was the funniest thing i've seen what about you Dion? um i've been seeing like uh the way people show up to walmart videos and, uh, <laughs> it's it's really bizarre and ridiculous some of the things people wear to walmart it was a lady who just had on a pair of pants but she like pulled the pants up over her boobs as if it was a tube top girl you lied <laughs> to me like, and it, the the caption was like uh, why waste money on shirts when you can just tuck them in your pants? Mm -mm, you, know? Mm -mm, <laughs> oh, no. you know, I saw a video and it was this girl uh, going to Walmart and she had on her bonnet and uh, like she just looked like she's supposed to be in the house. But I guess Walmart didn't have it. So she came back in. Her husband was like, where are you going? She was like, Walmart didn't have what I was looking for. So I'm going to Target. He was like, well, why did you come back? 
So she had to change her outfit to go to Target. <laughs> <laughs> she so she came it. out, right. She came out all dressed up, hair and nail, looking nice to go to Target. Yeah. But she went to Walmart looking any kind of way. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 don't get it. I don't know. It's so a different atmosphere at the at Walmart. At the Walmart. At the Walmart. <laughs> um, for me, I, so Bianca sends me funny stuff every day. Um, one of my friends sends me funny stuff every day. <laughs> but the funniest thing that I saw recently, there's this mom who's on TikTok and she does um, wig reviews with her daughter. Her daughter can't be more than like two or three, but she like hypes her little daughter up like, oh, you look good. And it'll be like an Elsa wig. But it's really, really funny. They're, they're really, really funny. So I like watching that. Angela says every story has a certain look. Right. Very, very true. Like I would definitely have a different outfit compared to like Walmart and Macy's. Okay. I, Macy's, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But still, I just, why are you at Walmart with your... Like anything goes at Walmart, baby. <laughs> um, uh, second question. What is the weirdest food you have ever eaten? I, this that's a hard one. Um, I don't like a lot of weird food, uh, mm-hmm. so I would have to say probably okra, because it's like if you fry it, it's good, but otherwise it's slimy and weird, and um, I'm not a big fan. Sorry for the okra lovers. That's okay. I know I'm some okra lovers. I'm even... like, what? What's your name? <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, I don't like the slime. So I'm with you. <laughs> I'm a textured person too. Yeah. But I do like a fried, but I only like the outside of it. Not I don't even think I've had okra before. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't tried it. I've seen yeah. it, but I don't know. My people are from the South, so that's funny. But no, okra was not one of those things. Janelle said the weirdest thing she's eating is chitlins. Chitlins. Chit- <laughs> I was like, chitlins. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you were. Yeah, I heard so bougie on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the weirdest thing I've ever eaten by accident was goat. I was, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was with my aunt. Her, oh, uh, her son's father uh, is from Dominica. So not the Dominican Republic, okay. but Dominica. Okay. And he had made her some meat and rice. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. She was mm. like, do you know what you're eating? And I'm like, steak i don't know and she's like it's goat and i'm like what no i i definitely look at you differently now i see you listen it was good though okay i promise you it was good okay i see you a little differently i promise you it was good at the goat um janelle said goat is good bianca (laughs) thank you janelle Janelle. what about you diana um, so I mean, I've had goat, but I don't know if I think that's so weird. But, um, <laughs> she judges you. I think, well, okay, so I got tricked. I, I had some, um, squid, but it was like Ooh. fried and in little rings. So I thought it was like shrimp or something. Um, but my aunt was like, yeah, that's squid. So yeah, I got tricked like into eating that. Okay. Um, for me, it's pig feet. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's the quote. <laughs> My father, if he's watching right now, we really recently had a conversation about it because they he wanted Savannah to try it, and and we were like, "Yeah, you ever tried pickle uh, pig feet?" And my mom was like, "It's like pickles, you know. It's like in a pickled jar. It's pickled meat." 
and and I was like, Savannah, it's really pig lip. Like it's really pig lip. And she was like, nah, she couldn't try it. But we did used to eat it at a younger age. I don't think that I could like do it now because of what it is, but I could never you remember we used to go to the corner store and they used to have it in a jar. Yes. And people used to buy it. Yeah. I, I just couldn't get with it. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. See an animal part and be like, I want that animal part. Like yeah. that's just mm-hmm. not same here. Something I could do. Yes. Ira said the weirdest thing she's ever eaten was mussels. Okay. I've never had that before. Okay. Um Angela said raw calamari. I haven't had that either. Oh, Angela, you took it. Ooh, the you baby took it ones then. with the tentacles. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you ate it raw? <laughs> you gotta oh, tell us what that you was. You gotta tell us more. <laughs> but I I know I just can't get into raw food. I'm, I just Yeah, scared. so no sushi. So I've had baby sushi. Mm-hmm. I've had the um tempura okay. where they just throw the hot grease over the meat. Mm-hmm. So technically they gotta cook in it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cooked. Yeah, um, I've, I've had both sushi, tempura and real sushi, but I don't like it. I mean, some people really love it, but I didn't. I like the idea of it, but I like the idea of sushi too. I feel like if you can eat sushi, you're you're different. You're you're like up there, and and your food you're choices. Mature. You're, you're mature. You're a mature mm-hmm. eater. Do you like sushi, Janine? Sushi is not bad. I haven't eaten a lot of it with the raw fish. Maybe some salmon. Mm-hmm. It's not bad though. I could yeah. do sushi over raw calamari. Ooh, the tentacles! <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do the tentacles. It was the tentacles for me too. <laughs> yeah, no. So, next question: What tells you most about a person? Mm. Yeah, I used to say actions. But I think now I would say what people say and what they do when they think no one is watching. Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's very good. That is fact. They're their real selves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was kind of my answer, too. Just I, I'm a people watcher. Like, I'll not stare at you all stalker-like. But just kind of like <laughs> to see how you act or, or how you handle things yeah. when, you know, you think someone isn't paying attention um, kind of tells you about that person. Because if they'll do it, you know, behind your back or when they think it's behind your back, what are they really doing behind your back? Right. So yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm gonna agree too, Dion. If I can bump you in this one, I, I, I like what people are doing when they're when you're not paying attention, but also too, um, how people handle stress. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really big as well. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, to see how people respond mm-hmm. to the pressure or in stressful okay. situations. Mm-hmm. My dog is trying to jump on the couch. Sorry, guys. <laughs> He's a little older, so sometimes it takes him a few times tries to get up there. He's um, looking for you to help him. He's help looking him. for me to help him. Mm-hmm. He said, "Pick me up." Yeah. Um, Deanna. I said uh, I was gonna say that to see how people respond to the pressure, like sort, like Shelly said, in stressful situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Angela came back. She. <laughs> Say it was uh, about the cal- calamari. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. It was my first introduction to different food when I started working 
with Hispanics uh, many years ago. Yeah, that so. was my experience too. Like when you were, I think when you're around other cultures, you get to try mm-hmm. kind of see what foods taste like. Cause I was definitely like a soul food, you know, Italian, yeah. the kind of the normal stuff. Yeah. But when, when I um, was introduced to um, food, other foods from different cultures, I'm like, yeah, they have some good stuff. They do have some good food. Mm-hmm. One um, thing I that was- I did try that people think is weird is uh, cactus, which was oh. prepared Why? by a uh, uh, um, Mexican <laughs> chef. Why oh, and how? Wow. how? How are we eating cactus? <laughs> so so our Mexican brothers and sisters <laughs> prepare cactus very well. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the spikes are not in it. Uh, they despike it and they okay. c- cut it up, saute it like a vegetable, and it has like you know they cooked it with like onions. It has benefits. Hmm? It has benefits. Yeah. Well, okay. Like aloe vera. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> they eat it but on the cooking shelves a lot. I just be like, how, who who is the first person to try it? Like, who's the first person to be like, you know what, cactus. Maybe some cactus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to play the cactus, you know. I Ooh, never would have thought good. of it, but the guy who used to cook at the uh, one of my work locations, like the mm-hmm. chef there, he's he was making cactus as a side dish. It was okay, because Janelle says cactus is not so bad. Janelle okay. is adventurous. Okay. <laughs> it's very she, adventurous. Is. she is very adventurous. I just, I don't know. You know, going back to other cultures, I when Pete's had first opened up in, um, I think, Lombard, I had took a picture of an octopus, mm-hmm. and they were selling octopus. And I was like, oh, my God, who's eating this? And yeah. I posted it on Facebook, and, like, all of my Hispanic friends were like, we need yeah. one so good. I was like, what? He should try This is a normal guy. <laughs> this does not look good. But maybe it's me. I'm broadening our horizons with that food this year. Well, we start our travels. Yes. Our international travels. Absolutely. Um, What book has the most, has had the most impact or is the most memorable in your life? So you guys may think this is a cliche answer, but I will say the Bible. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, that's gotta be my most impactful book ever. Um, but if you want what else, like a, a written book by a, a person, I would say probably Maya Angelou's <laughs> The Poetry. Bless you. I had her book of poetry when I was in school, and I would read it and try and figure out, you know, how she did it the way she did. So I loved her books. Do you have a favorite author, too, Janine? I do. I actually like to read mysteries. A lot. So I like um, Iris Johansson. Um, mm-hmm. She's a, a big mystery writer. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite. There's so many yeah. good writers out there, and I read a lot. So yeah. I usually don't even remember who's written. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and an author, that's probably bad, right? Mm-hmm. I think the book that has always stayed with me or that I always remember is it's called The Bluest Eye. I want to oh, say that yeah. Toni Morrison wrote it. Am I correct? Yeah, I think yes. so. yeah. yeah. That book has always been memorable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, although it's kind of sad, but it's about a girl who always dreamed of having blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a black girl who always dreamed of having blue eyes, but in the end, the symbolism was her eyes were always blue because of 
you know, the sad things that she experienced. Mm -hmm. So. What about you, Deanna? Yeah, I was going to say the Bible as well. Like, um, but if I had to think of like a more, I guess, novel type book, um, I liked the book version. Well, the book version went into a lot more detail than the movie of uh, The Color Purple. The Color Purple is a good book. Yeah. I don't know if I read that full book. Mm-hmm. I know I started it. I don't know. I don't recall if I read it, the full book. Yeah. I, I feel so. Um, the Bible for sure for me uh, is the, just like the most amazing stories that you can think of. Um, and you can read it, you know, at an age and then read it again and get something different from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I have to, because Deanna's color purple, I have to say like the roots as my second one. <laughs> what? <laughs> Queen, I don't know. Um, but it's probably a Terry McMillan, Terry McMillan's, um, waiting to exhale. I would probably have to say, because that was one of my earlier books that I read where it just was impactful, you know, mm-hmm. um, and definitely one of those books that got me into novels. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, that was a good phase. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into your book. Yeah. Uh, so my first question for you as the author, uh, was there symbolism in the names of the main characters? So we had hope, faith, joy, and grace. Well, definitely, definitely some symbolism. I'll just tell you guys the the names of the characters kind of came to me. Um, this whole book, the whole process of writing this book, it came to me kind of in a weird way. I think some people would think, but I would just hear them and I would kind of hear them in my head. And, and I heard the names Grace, Faith, Hope and Joy. And when I wrote them down, I didn't know kind of where I was going with the book. But as I went into the stories, I realized that it was truly a journey um, through each one. And I actually went to the internet and looked up the meaning of each word. Cause you know, we all kind of have our own uh, understanding of what those words mean, but then the stories, it was funny. After I got through them, I realized I know what story is going to go with this name. And so um, I guess the the symbolism is the story of the meaning of that name. So Mm -hmm. grace, um, unmerited help, um, you know, uh, when we think of faith and your beliefs and what faith had to believe in to get through what she was going through. So there is some slight symbolism in there, I do believe, although it wasn't planned. Some of our Baruku chimed in about their favorite books. So Crystal said, uh, Michelle Obama's Becoming. I never read that book yet. Yeah, I have to read that. And then Angela stated, In the meantime, I had mixed feelings while reading it because it was after a difficult breakup. I felt like she was attacking me because so much resonated. Mm. I kind of felt that way in certain parts of this book. I think I think the characters um especially faith 
um, kind of gave me the what the better way to handle things. Mm-hmm. Like I, I definitely felt like I could take something from each character. Definitely. But mm-hmm. you know, that story stands out to me as one. Mm-hmm. But I'll have you answer your question. I don't want to get in front of your question. <laughs> um no, you could go with that. Um so I was also gonna ask you what impact did this book have on you once it was completed? Um, once you had the chance to look back at it after it was all said and done. Ooh, this book. So it in in the beginning or in the end, you know, where it says like this book um, is uh, not based on any real characters and the like. This book had a lot of parts of me and people close to me in it throughout mm-hmm. it. So when I finished it, it was like an exhale. It was like, wow, all right, it's done. And, but it wasn't done because I had to reread it and go back through it. And so there are a lot of parts in it that like, I think Shelly, you said, it just helped you to see like, how would I handle this situation? Or how would I, you know, react if faced with some of these trials again? Mm-hmm. And even um, I'll tell you a really funny thing. When mm-hmm. I was writing Joy, I changed her circumstance. And mm-hmm. and it was weird okay. because somewhere in me, I was like, I don't want her circumstance to be something that could possibly happen to me. Like Joy was a futuristic, um, a futuristic chapter kind of looking forward to where's the joy in your life. And when I was writing it, I had to kind of find my own joy before I could write her chapter. And so I wanted to make sure it wasn't, it wasn't going to bring me down, you know, it wasn't going to be heavy and and it has kind of a lighter tone than most of the other chapters. Gotcha. Do, Do you sympathize with your own characters in the book? I think that's kind of what you were almost leading up to. Like, do you sometimes feel like, eh, I don't want this to happen to them, so let me Change write it, it <laughs> and do it a little differently. Yes, definitely, definitely. Because you, you know, it's kind of like when you're writing a character and you're developing them, you kind of have to take on kind of. I remember Denzel Washington said when he studies for a role, he like wipes out all his communication with family and he really yeah. gets into it. So it's kind of the same with the character. You get into it and it's like, do I really want that to happen? Yeah. Person. <laughs> but some of it, it had to happen because it was leading the story in a particular direction. So I didn't protect the characters per se. Yeah. But a little, maybe at the end. Yeah. Group, what character uh, related you did everyone relate to the most? So this is for the group. Who wants to take that first? I'll take it first. So I think that um, as far as circumstances and, you know, what Joy had going on, I could relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wasn't, you know, I've been taking care of a sick parent, but, you know, definitely my husband, he had diabetes and um, thinking about her job and how she bounced around to a few jobs before she landed at something she actually liked. I kind of related to that. Yeah. So, um, her circumstances are definitely related to. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Grace, because I, I feel like her character um, was kind of learning love. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the way she handled herself, even when she was emotional about you know her relationship, 
um, I feel like she handled it right. You know, she kind of she kind of was able to gather herself and mm-hmm. not allow what her mate did to her totally affect her. Yeah, break her all the way down. Break her all the way down. Yeah. Yeah, so I would have to say Grace. Yeah. I love it. Um, I love it. I would say a, a bit of Grace and Joy. Mm-hmm. I could relate to both characters. Um, Iris said Faith's message. Grace, to- I, I would say Sorry, Diana, I think you're on delay. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. What yeah, were you I saying was wondering about, about that, actually. No, I was saying that I um, can relate to both Grace and Joy. You know, parts of their stories. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm still delayed. Someone stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> Ira said that face uh face message touched her so mm-hmm. definitely. So um just kind of getting into it, guys. Let's you know, do we want to start from the beginning? Do we want to jump around the Yeah, characters? like so could we do it this way, Janine, if you don't mind? Can you explain that's it maybe start with Grace first? Okay. Could you explain her character, kind of just a, a brief overview of what happened with her? And then we can get into the conversation and the questions about that mm-hmm. particular character. Sure. Spoiler alert for everyone who didn't read it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Grace is the story of uh, a younger woman who has had um, some challenges in her parental life. So her father's absent and she's raised by a single mother. She's had a lot of influences around her friends and support and the like. And she goes off to college and meets um, the love of her, the love of her life to this point. Mm -hmm. But up until this point, she has been guarded and not really let anyone in to love her. And as a result, not as a result of that, um, she actually ends up breaking up with this love of her life and learning to navigate how does she now put the pieces back together after she's opened herself up, yet she's now retreating, possibly has the possibility of retreating back into not letting people in. Mm-hmm. So Grace learns, kind of like you said, I love how you said that it's like learning to love, but mm-hmm. she was really learning to love herself. Yeah. Well, she didn't break up. It's <laughs> 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 me. Uh, did her dirty, and I really didn't appreciate that. And I was like, ah, yes. Younger me can relate to the person that is not really open for love and have all these borders up. Because if you don't um, see it or know what a healthy relationship looks like, it's kind of hard for you to like let other people in. So I feel like the fact that she did that, let him in, and all that stuff, and then he did her like that. Also. Yeah, me too. I was, I was, I was a tad bit uh, angry because I'm like, you know, I think that's one thing that females tend to say about males. It's kind of like, look, don't get me all ready for the, the 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 romantics love story, and then it's like. Mm. School is getting hard. Never mind. And I and I think you know I, what I want to be is understanding of his character in mm-hmm. a sense because if he did feel differently, I mean he felt differently. He didn't want to, but I feel like 
he should have handled it a little differently? Yes. So that's, I think that's the problem that I have with this character and some men. And <laughs> <laughs> some men. And some men. It is okay that you feel differently. It is okay that you maybe are preoccupied with other things and feel like she deserves more. It's okay. But it's yeah. all about how you deliver that message and how you handle it. And just like going ghost, being distant and going ghost on someone is not it. Mm-hmm. And then having the nurse to call and be like, yeah, you like my homie? Like, no, I'm not your homie. Right. Like, what do you mean? Like, absolutely not. The confusion not. of it all. The confusion. Because you're sitting there like, well, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Like, what what did I do wrong? Why am I not good enough? Like, what Why wasn't I good enough for the conversation? To at least come to me and say, mm-hmm. hey, look. You know what I'm saying? School is very important for me. Look, we're both young. I really do love you, but I love you enough to say we need to cool this down. Like, why not handle it that way? And I feel like, you know, I'm female, so I can only relate to things that I've been through. I feel like, you know, some males tend to just go the harder route as opposed to the easier route. But they think it's the easier route. Why? But why? I think, like I said before, which y'all didn't like me saying this, but I think sometimes people just lack communication skills. Like, okay. we have to give some leeway for the fact that he was young. But I can say even a younger me as a female, there were some conversations that I just wasn't willing to have. That mm-hmm. probably left some people feeling the same way. Like, she just ghosted me, or why? what did I do? Or, you know... Um, so I'm not saying that, you know, I'm more partial to the male species, but I think there is sometimes an immaturity in not being willing or capable of having those communications. Because we can look at it at this age and be like, why couldn't he just express himself? But I think that's a real thing that some people just have a hard time with expressing how they truly feel for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Now, here's why I disagree with that because something got you to this relationship like some communication you were able to communicate that I like you and I love you and I and I love you really a lot and I can love you enough we gonna have sex and I love you and one day and now it's Tuesday and now you don't know how to tell me that you love me. I think that's well, no that you don't because he, I mean he he or anybody may feel like if I say how I truly feel it's going to hurt this person's feelings. Yes, not communicating is also going to hurt someone's feelings, but they just not willing to say the words out loud that they think are going to penetrate in a harsh way. And instead of dealing with the emotion, like the response that they're going to get from the person, like, I don't want to witness you cry. I don't want to hear your heartbreak. I'd rather just not talk to you at all. Or like, like I said, for me, sometimes it was just like, if I felt like things were getting too heavy or the person had too much going on in their life, maybe in some regard, I felt like me not wanting to be around or deal with it was somewhat of being a jerk. So if I verbalize like, you know what, you got some heavy issues going on in your life. And I just, I'm, I'm, I just, I just want to keep it light. Um, that just sounds like I'm being a jerk. So I just didn't say anything. 
Like, not that it's okay, but I'm just saying. I just, I just wanted goes. to um, say that <laughs> Janelle said, I was hoping Grace and DB would make it. And then Janelle also said, and he gave her a promise ring, then dropped the ball on her. Really? That's all right. You, you were so mature to go get these promise rings. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, it's just a cop out because to me, I feel like the immaturity is somewhere. The, the immaturity. It, so it, you get you're picking your own battles of when you want to be honest. You're picking your, you're like a silent jerk if you don't say anything, but you're a jerk if you say something. So why not just say something? Yeah, sometimes people, I think sometimes people do what they think they should do or what's the right thing to do or what's the right, right next step progressive thing to do, but then they realize that's not really what they want, you know. But and, there's and no valid it. reason why they shouldn't want it. Like, he probably could acknowledge she was a good person. She was good to him. She loved him. She opened herself up. Like, there was no reason beyond him just deciding, I don't want to do this anymore. There was really nothing that she did to be but you guess know, what? at fault. She, she could be a nice person over here by herself without you breaking her heart. Leave her alone. <laughs> if you knew that school, you in school and school was going to get hard or school well, so was you getting don't hard. know everything school, that's going to happen. Let me finish my statement. <laughs> school was getting hard for him. They he, never. Hey, yes. Hey, hey, hey Grace. Hi. Listen. Yes. School is getting real hard. I need to study. I have. I cannot focus on this relationship. But why? It's just so much. I, I really need. To, I'm like slipping on my grade. I need to focus but here on school. I love you, mm-hmm. and I know you love me. Okay. And maybe we just pause while we both focus, because you also got some school going on too. We could still hang out and do things. But are you let's sure? Focus. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Okay. I don't erase any love that I'm I have. I'm devastated. I just don't erase any love it, that it is, I have. It's probably not going to go that but easy. Honestly, for the person to be like, right? Really? Are you sure? I'm devastated. Probably be like gut wrenching tears. And well, I think that some, some people have gotten. I rather have that. I <laughs> rather have. I would <laughs> rather you say. come to me and say these things then have me like well what's happening right he's distant i can't talk to him he's not answering i don't know what's going it's on it's like you're projecting onto somebody what you're afraid of mm-hmm. like now i have to hold on to what you're afraid of because you don't want to tell me the truth well whose and, burden is that like why are you making that my burden i can't handle i can't handle something that you want to tell me so you're afraid to tell me so you choose to do it this way like that to me is like you're you're projecting onto somebody what you would want them to to how you would want them to react, whether you say it what, if you if you don't say it. And also, you now have made this person internally crazy because now they're trying to figure out what's wrong with them, what they did, what they could have changed to make this a different situation. Because you won't even sit down and have this conversation initially. I mean, he eventually said it, but like the initial thing was like. Well, what's going on? What's happening? What am I doing wrong? Right. We could probably have this conversation for hours. <laughs> well, you know what? I love the debate. I love the debate, ladies. And I, I think, but I think what you have to think about. Somebody said age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what? How mature are we at 19, 20, 21? We're in college to have these difficult conversations. I mean. We know people who are in their 40s and 50s who can't have these conversations. And it's really about like 
we and I think one of the reflection points is like if you're getting into a relationship, how vulnerable are you? How transparent are you willing to be with that person, good or bad? Because that's how you end on a good note. I say, you know, if if you yeah. do decide we're not gonna work out, then what's the conversation that we have that leaves leaves us both feeling all right in the end? I mean, we're yeah. not gonna be happy if we're breaking mm-hmm. up, but there's a way to do it. I agree that that leaves you feeling a little more settled. So Ira said, that's how college is sometimes. And she also said, Grace's story definitely needs a book too. Yes. So (laughs) coming is coming. (laughs) Uh, So let's move on to faith. Uh, So Janine, can you give us the overview of faith? So Faith's story is a story of faith, for real. Um, Faith's story is the story of a young woman, uh, middle age in her 30s, who is married to a man, Lucas, who is the less than ideal husband. That's a nice <laughs> way to say it. Um, he has, they've been married, they have a child. And Janine is basically, um, not Janine, I'm sorry. Look, I'm talking about me. (laughs) Basically uh, put her life on hold to um, allow what she thinks should be right to happen, to have this marriage, to have a child and support her husband. But she realizes she wants to pick back up her love of journalism and get back into the workforce with a less than supportive husband who also has some tinges of abuse in there. And so Faith really has to step out on Faith to take a journey to try and live the life that she wants to live and risk her marriage, risk the the quote unquote, what she thinks is the perfect life to do so. Mm-hmm. Ira said, I really wanted to fight Lucas. <laughs> Janelle said, yeah, Lucas got on my nerves. I, I feel like she just totally lost her voice. I, I You know, it's just she would do things just to appease him mm-hmm. and just go along with it because she didn't want to rock the boat. And it's like, girl, where's your voice? Mm-hmm. Like, speak up. Do yeah. something. Right. <laughs> Well, I think it, that was because she was in an abusive relationship and maybe initially she didn't see her way out. So she like, she was trying to minimize the abuse. Um, not that that's a good thing. I'm I'm not built for that. It wouldn't work. But um, I think people who do find themselves in abusive relationships don't necessarily plan to be there. But once they're no. there, sometimes it either something has to happen to make them snap out of it or, you know, come to themselves and be like, this ain't it. I got to, you know, get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, she definitely was just trying to keep things as mild as possible to probably, I mean, one, to not suffer from the abuse, but two, to um, try to have some like peace in her home for her child and all that. But but is it peace? Hmm? Is it peace? No, 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 no. I'm like, man, definitely it was a a terrible situation, you know. But I think it's it's something that people do, you know. Yeah, when I think about like her, when I think of faith, I think about uh, I think of Lucas. Like I think about how we say people send their representatives. Mm -hmm. You know, when you meet them, I, I can't believe that Lucas was that person when she met him. 
Right. You know. Yeah. But she I got schooled by the rep. Yeah, she said a few months in is when it changed. Mm -hmm. I, I was I get it that changed and I I don't know. It's just kind of I, I do understand that sometimes people will be like, well, I'm just gonna, you know, go along with it or do these things to appease him. But at some point it's not keeping the peace if you're unhappy. If you're sitting it's there like and you're unhappy, exactly, mm -hmm. and you're unhappy. So, my question to everyone was going to be um, about Faith losing her voice. Without her renewed position at work, would she have gained it back? Would she ever have, uh, you know, woke up one day and was like, you know what, Lucas X Y Z? I don't think she would have. I think she was afraid of him. So, yeah, you know, she might have been bound by fear for another 20 years. I mean, some people say, like, as you hit different milestones in age as well, that you mm -hmm. become a different person. So maybe if she would have felt some new awakening at 40 and been like, what am I doing? I'm, you know, but at 30 or 32, she was afraid of him and she wasn't going to, you know, challenge him too much. Yeah. That's a yeah, good I was question. I was happy that that was a part of her story because I think that was definitely like the, the the lock and key that she needed to get herself out of that situation. Mm -hmm. I think for many people who are ha unhappy in relationships, I think they're they are in a sense are searching for some type of outlet, something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some people tend to drink their way, and then they would have had both of them drinking to get yeah. their way out of it. So I was happy that she had something to. Um, mm -hmm. kind of spread her wings and fly um, because without that, you know, oof, Jesus, I, I was unhappy before. Angela said, we need Lucas mm -hmm. address. <laughs> <laughs> she and her ride it down. <laughs> roll up on Lucas. Yeah. But so, you know, I think about when you talk somebody, you guys said, Shelly, you said, you know, when you're in an abusive relationship and I do know some women who have gone through domestic violence, mm -hmm. I think part of it is the shame as well yeah. like of having to actually admit you're in that situation it's, it's, it takes a lot of strength to say i'm in this and this is what's happening to me because most people will judge you you know mm -hmm. and that could have been a barrier for her and even like when she broke down and told her mom her mom was like i knew you weren't happy yeah yeah so but don't we usually know when people are mm -hmm. in bad relationships that everybody can see it but them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he, he didn't like her mama. Her mama didn't like him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that was a coming over here. Right. <laughs> um, so I want to play a game of what if, uh, what if scenario. With if, these characters? Yes. Okay. If her husband had not moved out, do you think she would have stayed with him? You know what? That is a really good question because Janine, I think you wrote that really, really good, brilliantly, where you kind of left that up for us to determine. Now, I don't know. I, when when she came back, I felt like that was her that was her um, first thinking, you know. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I can't answer. I don't that. know. <laughs> I can't answer that. I was waiting. I was chomping at the bit. Like, oh, she gonna set it off when she go home. Like, it's gonna be a wrap. She gonna, you know. But she was a little sad. Right? When he left. Yeah, when he left. 
I think so. Yeah. I feel like she was. Yeah, which I didn't, I kind of didn't quite understand that. Maybe mm-hmm. it was the, because of the way he left. He just kind of bounced. up and left. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you can't just stop loving somebody. You can't just be like, all right, even though he was a monster to her, mm-hmm. I think in some instances she still cared for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think people, you know, grieve a, a relationship when it ends, even if it's not the best relationship, it's what they've been familiar with or what mm-hmm. they was maybe hopeful for was going to change. Now it's, you know, solidified that. Yeah, it's changing, but not for the better. Or it mm-hmm. is for the better, but you may not see it that way when it's just over. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. I heard a therapist say that recently. Um, our church is doing a series mm-hmm. on um, home for the holidays, but it's healing, healing your hurt, basically. And um, one of the comments that she said was like, "What you just said, Deanna, is that sometimes when we're in these situations." And we realize that there there may be um, a loss there. Um, she said grief shows up even in breakups, in divorce. Mm-hmm. Like you go through the stages of grief, mm-hmm. even in those um, instances. So she may have been sad because it's still a loss. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's something you're happy about or not, it's a change yeah. of life. It's a change yeah. of your way of life, you know. Iris said no way that she would have stayed with him. Um, and she said, I don't think she was sad. He didn't even see their daughter while she was gone, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I think that alone, too, would make you not care about some, you know, mm-hmm. not love a person mm-hmm. um, based off how they treat your child. And if that person, if that's the father of the said child, um, to me, I'm like, how can you? I, 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 I it, it would make an easier process if that was the case. It would definitely make it easier for me. Mm-hmm. Um, one, getting out into the real, not the real world, but you know, getting out to the world. And she went to Egypt and she's living her dream. And Loki, I thought she was going to make a romantic connection with Chris, was his name, mm-hmm. the Martina's ex. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was hoping they made a little yeah. romance again. So this is how I played it out, right? <laughs> this is the game we're going in. I was like, she was gonna go back home and play it cool, stack her bread, leave Lucas, mm-hmm. and she was gonna do what he did, just pack it up and go, mm-hmm. or either go to her mom's because he wouldn't come over there. Um, and then she was gonna have a either romantic relationship with Chris or what was the um Jonathan Jonathan because mm-hmm. I feel like he was kind of giving her the vibes a little bit. But if she hooked up with Kristen her, Martina, is that her name? Yeah, she would have been mad because they dated, yeah, and it was mm-hmm. like mm. <laughs> Jonathan was definitely a possibility, but you know, you can't mm, when you eat mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. okay, so <laughs> we left that alone. Yeah, you know, for the sake of professionalism. There we go. There we go. It, ha- it happens sometimes, though. Yeah. You got more what ifs? No, not uh, for that chapter. Okay. Um, so tell us about Hope. So Hope um, is the story of a young woman who uh, is raising a child on her own and meets a gentleman, uh, Anthony, and they immediately hit it off. They become an item. It's wonderful. It's all these things that it's cracked up to be, but 
then Anthony, the gentleman that she meets, is kind of trying to find his own way in life and makes a choice to join the service. Um, in that time, he also, um, in the time that they're dating, that he ends up ghosting her and she finds out that he has had a whole nother life and has gotten married to a whole nother person and then goes off to the service and keeps in touch um, after a lot of distance between them. And then some tragedy strikes. I won't totally spoil it. So. Yeah, girl. Anthony, (laughs) go ahead. Tell tell us how you really feel. Can I just ask everybody a question? Sure. Well, no, I'll I'll hold that question, but I'll I'll ask it in a minute because you know maybe everybody didn't fully read the chapter and need a recap. So. Had vibes for it, you know. They went to college together, or whatever, and he came back being all, you know, suave mm-hmm. with her. So, like, you know, he knew she was going through a divorce. She had a child. I just, I really just still struggle with this whole well, why exactly? Yeah, why build somebody up, get all in their life, and then be like, all right, it's this- been fun. <laughs> I, I I have to go. <laughs> I have to go. It's I don't want to leave, yeah. but I got to go right now. Like, I why why do this right to now. someone? Yeah. I think because like, people like are selfish and they do what feels good for them at the time being and they don't think yeah. long term. They're in the moment of, oh, this feels good right now. And then sometimes people, for whatever reason, I don't know, they get bored, they change their mind. Somebody else walked by with a big butt. Whatever they they switch <laughs> up, you know. I mean, it doesn't make it nice, and it doesn't make it okay. But it just is like people just are temperamental sometimes. Crystal said that part, mm-hmm. I, and I get people being temperamental. I totally understand that, but just don't be temperamental with my time. You, you know, he, I would have set uh, the type of bar where it's like, look, okay, just look. Look, <laughs> you have your feelings and your way of thinking, and I have mine. Share it with me as we're going through this journey. Don't start to get, don't close yourself. Don't start getting, don't start closing the box. Leave it open. If 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 I come across something that I don't like about you, then it's my decision to leave. I can leave. You can leave. You know, the door is always open. There's no locked doors here. And I, I will never understand that aspect of like selfishness because it's like be selfish, but then when it's time to not, don't like. Ira said thing. they had some chemistry. I had to clutch my pearls. They definitely did. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> you build somebody up. We got all this chemistry. I see you. I give you a Christmas gift. Talk to you and see you on December twenty eighth, and it is the crickets. <laughs> like, crickets. How? How you can be the crickets for a long period of time, and then it's like, hey, like nothing happened. What? Why are you on my phone right now? Right, and it's very day and night. Like it's just very like one day everything was going good, and the next that it wasn't, and just. What's oh funny, God. their story is more common than we think. And oh, I know it is. I'm yeah, like, I think, I think it all the time. 
I think so when, when me and Bianca tend to have these feelings, it makes people say like, well, this is stuff that happens every day and that's really cool. But it's like <laughs> good things happen every day too. And it's like, you know, like good people are out here every day too. And it's like, so to be the better person. And I think the world would just go around if people just be honest with, women <laughs> <laughs> and then it ain't even that he was unsure i would say he's unsure about his life so and not even that he's just yeah, unsure you was. got a whole wife a whole you wife. went and got all the way married you went and said <laughs> i do i do you went and walked in front of the judge the pastor or the officiants and said <laughs> i want to be with this woman for the rest of my life Meanwhile, you got me back texting you, trying to figure out what's going on with you, and you not answering my calls or texts, and you then got all the way married. Yeah. All the way. All the I, way I thought of, uh, remember Vesta's song, Congratulations? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I low-key was mad at Dan for knowing yeah. and not saying nothing. Oh, well, yeah. Think he had some loyalty, too. I think he just and didn't know he- what to do. Mm-hmm. I think he was a little just like, I don't know what to do. Like, he was scared. But tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. He's married now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question for the, for the crew. <laughs> do y'all want to know? Do y'all want to know? Crystal says, uh, this has happened to me several times. Like, uh, like just the other day, a guy who goes to me DM me to say he missed me. Oh, when did you get engaged? Get the heck out of here! Why? Where do you? Where did you come from, Mister Guy? Like, you ghosted me. Now you're like, when did I get engaged? Do you think I was waiting on you? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, here's my phone. I'm just gonna wait. He's gonna call me one day. All right. Congratulations. Like, Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, so I would say men, or I've I've definitely known men who are like that. They're, I think they are very ter- territorial. I feel like once you've been theirs, you're always there. Yes, I guess you're just sitting waiting on them to come back into your life because they feel like they could just pop up whenever and uh, <laughs> pick so up where they left off. There. I mean, it's, it's definitely a yeah. foolish <laughs> fool's way of thinking but their their arrogance their ego whatever really makes them feel like she probably thinking about me missing me waiting on me to call her let me let me see what she up to because of course she ain't been doing nothing but waiting on me but yes yeah, i mean it's stupid but you point. know what and talking to a lot of other women uh because these stories are kind of put together from a lot of different women's lives mm-hmm. There are so many um, immature people, you know, people who yeah. are just kind of tap dancing around what a relationship is. And mm-hmm. their philosophy is, I'll keep a few and see. You know, my grandmother always told me, date date a lot of people till you find the one that you want. But date, date, not sleep with, marry mm-hmm. all people until you find the one you want. And I've heard a lot of women say that. Like, they have had men come back. Like, nothing happened. Hey, baby, what's up? And it's like, huh? Did you get You know, but it's so common. I've heard it a lot with our, like, middle-aged men right now. 
Mm-hmm. And that's all of them. Young, young, middle, old, they all crazy. Iris but, says she hears that a lot from her single friends, and that scares me because eventually <laughs> I'm going to get out here and start dating, and I have no interest in anybody wasting my time because if you ghost me and come back, I'm going to act like I've never met you before. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. They are the ghosts. <laughs> I'm sorry. And you are. Like, who are you? <laughs> and you are. Nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> nice and they're playing the role. Like, right. and, I mean, and I mean, sometimes it's true. Like, if I haven't talked to you in two, three, four, five years, and then you just appear on my phone, what makes you think your number is still saved in my phone? I would really have to yeah. be like, well, who is this? Because I didn't, you know, deleted and your I'm number, had three more phones since the last time I talked to you. Like, what you mean? Who is this? Like, I mean, who is this? What is you know what, but we're we're speaking as mature women, Casper. But <laughs> it's a lot of ladies out there, I hate to say it, who are so okay with this in and out. Mm-hmm. And I think that at some point, you know, women, we have a, a, a power too. And oh, I know they got stuff between their legs, but we got stuff too. And, and if yeah. we just accept it, then they have no reason to change because it's going to be somebody who's okay with it. Yeah, and I was gonna say that too. Part of the reason why people do these type of things because there are some people who let them get away with it. So then, when you're the one who you know it's like, no, that's not gonna work, then it's like you're tripping because. (laughs) And that's okay that you think I'm tripping. Have a good day. (laughs) Have a good day. (laughs) Quite all right. Um, I you know I just I really struggle with her. Kind of taking them back. Right. She, she did. Kind she of did. taking them back in a sense after all of that because now he's no longer with the woman. I was tripping. I don't know why I did it. And I still love you. I, I Well, I then that's, we that's also saying. Did she take them back? Kinda. I mean, she kind of she kind of entertained it. She entertained it for sure. She started talking to him. I think she probably kept her, you know, she was probably cautious, mm. but I think she definitely left the door open to the foolery, like Deanna sometimes t- says. Like, I think she left the door open to possibly, um, you know, be hurt again because when it all happened, when what happened to him at the end happened, um, she was devastated. I mean, she still loves Spoiler me. alert. So, um, <laughs> you know, he went away to the military, right? <laughs> She's planning a going away party. I mean, a coming back party for him. And he yeah, was like, like, why are you giving your money and your time to a coming back party? He disappeared again for weeks and she didn't know what was happening. Right. Then all of a sudden he messages her like, oh, I'll be back in a few weeks. She said, okay, let me know when you coming back. And he gets hit by a car what? in yeah. their neighbor and like in their city. When did you come back, sir? <laughs> <laughs> when did you come back? When did you come back? Yeah. Well, his communication was horrible. <laughs> was horrible, which lets me feel like I thought he was. I thought at some part in the story he really didn't go to the military, and I was like, I, I guess the same thing. I was like, did he lie so he's a composer. I mean, we know there's some liars out there. Um, yes, just, we don't say this to say that we're shocked. Like, all right. No, no, no. I was about to say, um, I, you know, 
probably more than one person that I said, like, he lies so much. I don't even believe him if he tell me it's Tuesday. I got to go look at the calendar and check for myself. <laughs> I mean, so, almost every word out your mouth is a lie, you know. In transparency, <laughs> I'm going to share okay. my personal story. Okay. Let's hear. I'm excited. So my son's father went to the Army or whatever he did. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I had my son or whatever. And I thought this fool was still wherever he was stationed. Why was he in town? Just like my cousin saw him on the bus. I was like, oh, I saw so-and-so on the bus. I'm like, what? No, nah, he in wherever he was stationed. Mm -hmm. 23 years later, I don't remember. <laughs> and I'm like, so you mean to tell me mm. <laughs> this man is in town? Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah, so. I like the a little bit. When did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> when did you get here? Don't, I don't yell at me. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Flashback. Right? Anyway. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Okay, let me bring it back in because I was just having some. <laughs> um, anyway, question for the group. Okay. If an ex that did you wrong died, Ooh. would you be hurt, sad, attend the funeral, and cry? I would like somebody else to answer that question to not be judged. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let someone else go. I first. think I think that's a maybe. I don't know because I think you don't really know how you're gonna respond when you hear that someone died until it happens. So st you may you know feel some level of uh, grief or whatever for what was, not what is, or for what could have been if he had just been right or whatever. I think sometimes we're surprised at how we how our emotions come up. And maybe too, you might have been hoping that this person was going to apologize for wronging you or something, you know. So I think emotions can surprise you. You might, you know, on a regular logical thinking day, be like, "Hell no, I wouldn't care if that fool died." But then when you actually hear the news that someone's died, it could bring about, you know, emotions that you didn't expect. So I think it's a maybe. Iris says she would. Uh, Janelle said it would be unfortunate, but not sure I would attend the funeral. Sorry, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh, but uh, it depends on how much you love the person or what, yeah. like how how it ended, or yeah, you know where it. I mean, we all had bad exes, and I mm -hmm. know there were probably some times I wished some not so nice things on my exes, but um, I don't want them to die. But yeah. I, probably, I probably would go. I don't know how emotional I would be. I love Crystal's comment. I need my last maintenance payment before he can die. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't know I if think I would if go. I was in home shoes, I would definitely feel a little like sad. Like, oh man, like mm -hmm. that's very unfortunate that he died. Mm -hmm. Um I, yeah. I think I could go to work the next day. Like, <laughs> oh, like, oh, you would have signal bereavement. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't think know. I would be uncontrollably like I can't go to work the next day or that I would even attend the funeral. But I think you might drift on a memory of what was or what could have well, been you know. and feel some type of way. But it well, would be. Hope had a lot of hope. Yeah. 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 For sure. She absolutely did. Did you ask did. a question? I didn't answer. Um, 
You know, I guess it all kind of depends. Like, you know, how how long, like, am I still hurt? You know, would, would I need to be a pallbearer? Like, what would be, <laughs> like, do I have an announcement to make? Like, how involved do I, I have got, to be in this? Are you going to get up and take the mic? <laughs> right. Like, how involved you do I have to be in this? You got two minutes. Because there are those people, too, that you'd be like, oh, my goodness, why is she taking the mic? But... <laughs> Yeah, they show me a video of this girl singing Seven Days, the Mary J. Blige song. Oh, so my like, God. <laughs> you gonna get up there and sing Seven Days? I don't know. Monday. People get on the mic and you like, please, somebody take that mic. Like, oh, All right. you know, was. I, would, I, I think, you know, some people probably also go just to make sure that that person is in the cabinet. So, you know. I don't know how mature I would be given the situation. And sometimes it's probably just best to stay home, you know, just stay right. home. Take your, your PTO and you know, don't, don't work for that day. Talk to somebody that went and be like, oh, dang, how was the funeral? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That was the comment. That's it. Yeah. So uh, moving right along, tell us about Joy. So, Joy is the story of a middle child. Um, she has twin twin brother and sister who are very, very uh, successful doctors. She has an older sister who's in a law firm. And then there she is trying to find her way in life. She's kind of that, that one person who always comes to the family gathering and gets the questions. What are you doing in life? Who are you dating? And she's still trying to find herself. She um, is a after school director. She directs some programs and she thinks she's found her niche and things are kind of starting to fall into place. She's um, gotten her own place finally. She's kind of like that late bloomer in the family who... Mm -hmm. Uh, never gets it together, but she finally gets it together and finds out that her father has been diagnosed with diabetes and is in need of surgery. And so she finds herself going from being the child who's kind of isolated and, and trying to find herself to becoming really a caretaker. And as many of us are in this stage in life, I'll say this stage, middle age, our parents are getting older, she really grapples with seeing her mother's vulnerability and also seeing how much her mother has contributed and her parents have contributed to the family and how they have now kind of reversed roles. Um, so Joy goes through that journey. And in the process, she has dated someone who she has walked away from because they weren't quite together as well. But Joy is on her journey to find herself. She deals with some work issues and things. And so it's really her understanding of who she is and what her role is at this point of her life. I think it's okay for you not to have it figured out. Like her younger siblings knew they were gonna be doctors. Um, her sister is an attorney, her uh, brother, he you know, is into art and you know all that good stuff. I think it's okay not to know. Like a lot of people don't know and end up, you know, I'm going to uh, do this and just do it and end up unhappy. 
you know, and because they just are forcing themselves to do something. So I think it's okay to, you know, bounce around till you find you're happy. Absolutely. Um, like the pressure. I, I think for sure the middle the middle child syndrome is a yeah. thing. Um, my both of my parents are middle children, and then my brother, my middle brother, my um, the second. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, they I think they have a, a bond that me and my older brother don't tend to have, but I think that um, you know, yes, it's definitely okay to not know, not know what that thing is to do, especially but I think that the pressure of like your youngest mm. being doctors and the older, you know, having their aspirations as well. Um, but she I think I think for her it made it easier for her to be able to be that character caretaker because she didn't have those responsibilities that her siblings had. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think it made her just as important to Absolutely. the family. You yeah. know what I mean? Because For I think sure. sometimes people may struggle like I'm not as important because I don't have this big title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. And she was really trying to live up to their expectations of her, which yeah. so many of us do in our families. You know, your family wants you to do this. Or at this age, you should be married. At that age, you should have mm-hmm. this established. And I like what you said, Bianca. You have to have the freedom to find your own happy, however long it takes you. Yeah. Yeah. I think also society plays a, a factor on that. So many women uh, are like, so when are you going to have kids? Mm. You ain't got no babies yet. When are you going to have kids? Or when are you going to get married? You're not mm. married yet? Um, I get that a lot. <laughs> that it's like, <laughs> I will when I'm there. Um, right. I'll let you know, maybe. Yeah. You know, social media like, doesn't help. Yeah, yep. social media. I think social media adds a different pressure to people because they see these images and feel like that's what they have to live up to. Unfortunately, what a lot of people don't know is sometimes what you see on Facebook is what's, what's happening. What's happening behind. Yeah. So yeah. The the happy pictures and stuff like that doesn't really move me. Mm-hmm. Um it's like off Facebook. If I catch you off of social media and it looks like that, then yeah, of course, you know, that's something you want. But yeah, I don't want anybody else's life because you don't mm. know what you're getting behind that smile, what, behind that picture. Um, I think I joined, I was a late to Facebook person. Um, I kind of refused social media initially because I'm like, what am I on there for? You know, I'm a little old lady on certain aspects mm. of life. Um, but then when I got on there, I thought that, huh? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when I got on there, I thought that what people were posting was real because why are people lying? <laughs> like, why are you on here lying about it? But the more I started realizing that a lot of people just front for no reason. It's yeah. like, there's no it, point. It seems like that takes too much energy it's to so much. create these yeah. personalities and fake lives and just like your relationship what? so perfect and then next week you know you setting everything on fire it's like <laughs> yeah i love this show. like what happened in this last week <laughs> it looks like nobody even asked you so why are you painting you know this picture mm-hmm. nobody even cares really but 
<laughs> but I always is. wonder because I have some friends who they post everything, every feeling, every thought. And it's like, do you have a friend you could confide in? <laughs> the world. I just think that might be a good move. Yeah. So I, I have to ask this about, um, and maybe I'll ask you, Janine, what was up with her sister? Like, it seemed like there was some competition there. I didn't quite understand what was happening with her. And she's like an attorney and she's doing these things. Like, what, what was her deal with? Joy, I'm gonna ask you. What did you think her deal was? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's almost like. So this is what I was kind of thinking. I think sometimes that her sister was jealous of the fact that she was so free mm-hmm. and got the opportunity to figure it out, and her sister was the mom, the you know, the mom of the kids. So she had to do these things and had to take care of everybody and now she has to be the attorney the you know big title and her sister had the freedom to you know figure life out Mm -hmm. so i i think there was some little jealousy in regards to that but when her when joy was faced with she was the person who had to step up for the family I think her sister kind of was like, no, it should be me. And it was like weird. Like, yeah. Girl. And that was the older sister, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think she probably felt like that was more so what she should have been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's funny too. Like I, I would want to be that for my parents. I would want to step in and say, I, I know my parents are probably like, she's always putting us in a nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I do. I would want to take that role. So I would probably just tell my brothers like in the door, like, look, I got this. Let me, let me handle this. Y'all come, you know, when you can, but let me handle this role. And so I think it's, it's important to have that open honesty conversation with your siblings when it comes down to your parents. Like it should be, this is what we would like to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think some people do fight over their parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Iris says she was jealous of not being needed. Mm-hmm. And some people need that validation mm-hmm. to feel like, you know, they're important. I don't know. It's like that doesn't make you need less than right. because someone else is doing the role. It's like, you know, play your part. Come I, in yeah. I, you guys hit it on the head. I mean, it could be interpreted a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. But think about the oldest sibling. You're always right there. Mom needs you to do this and mom needs you to take care of that. And so there's this weight of responsibility. You know, we mm-hmm. see it. I see it all the time in my my students because mm-hmm. they are the big sister, big brother. And now your job is to take care of everyone down here. So you don't get the chance to be free. You don't get mm-hmm. the chance to be a kid. You know, um, there's a formal term for it. I can't think of it right now where they actually, it's a kind of like a mental health challenge where mm-hmm. you have stepped into the adult role as a child, but you don't have the emotional capacity to deal with it. So I think that she was harboring some of that from childhood but also jealous of the fact that like iris said i really believe that she was codependent she codependent on this um, need to take care of people and so if you don't need me where's my value Mm -hmm. and we can do that as women sometimes right 
Yeah. I think people in general do do that. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I've seen where some men in a relationship feel like, you know, if you don't need me, like, what am I here for? Also, you know, people want what? No, that, that's that's really true like for for men too. Like, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Like, just just say it. Just talk. <laughs> it's your mental health issues. Because it's like you know, communication just goes so far. It's like it's a waste of time when you don't communicate. I think even if they communicate that, if that's an eternal thing, how can you stop it? Like what? Obviously, therapy or something. Therapy. Can stop it. Yeah. But I think for her sister, it's just she's always had that role mm -hmm. so how does she not feel needed yeah. or not feel that way but i also think that joy kind of revalidated her because she needed her help in the end yeah when, like she decided to she wants to do her own like after school program so mm -hmm. she reached out to her sister and also her sister was trying to hook her up with that doctor like oh right. call the doctor yeah i was hoping that she was gonna hook up with the doctor yes <laughs> i wonder her to call the doctor janine <laughs> Well, maybe she could call the doctor the next day. <laughs> Fine. I did say, Don't tell me what to do with these characters. <laughs> no, I was going to come on, Joy. I wanted her to hook up with the doctor, but I was purposeful in not doing that. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I think so many times we can tie our own validation into being in a relationship. Gosh. And okay. I wanted her to be validated and find her joy on her own. With and, and so if you come in like honestly in a relationship, if you we're both in a good place and we come together, then we kind of explore our own joy together. But if I'm right. looking for you to bring that, there's gonna be some resentment on one of those sides sooner or later. So I was intentional about that, but maybe the doctor will come up in the next book. Mm. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I was thinking the same. So there's going to be a next book. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so let me, can I ask you guys a question? Maybe we could throw out to the brew crew. Yes. Whose story do you want to see continued? I would like to get more into faith and what happened after that. Mm -hmm. um, faith has so much story left. She has so much story left. What about you? Go to Deanna. Deanna, what about you? I, I agree. Faith as well. Okay. Rue Crew, Iris, Janelle, Crystal. Iris said, uh, said Grace. Okay. Grace does have a lot of life ahead of her. She's still a you know college student. Mm -hmm. She's I'll be interested if her and DB circle back. Yes, because I had a I had a feel there was one line that led me to believe that that could possibly be the case because I think you said something like um, he's a, he's he's gonna come back or he's a part of my life in some way or I've known him forever or something to that effect. But yeah, I would say for her because um, not my experience, but you know she had a father that left, and I'm interested to see on how she if she was able to kind of get over not get over but how she's able to handle love with mm -hmm. other men given what happened with her dad and also now this and also now this yeah for sure yeah. you know so if you're used close? to people leaving or does mm -hmm. she, exactly does she stay close um but yeah i, I would want to see what happens with that story i yeah. love it 
So I have to go because my okay, wife is here to pick me up. But okay. I don't want to be like the people that just went ghost in the book. So. <laughs> Thank you, friends. <laughs> so, uh, bye, everybody. Bye, Deanna. Bye, Deanna. Okay, so so far we got Grace and Faith. Uh, Crystal said, Hope, I think. <laughs> With the crying emoji. Oh, you want to see Hope get her life together? Yeah. That would Where does Hope go from here? I don't really, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think for every character that really could be said, like, where do yeah. they go? You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely feel like it, what you did for each one, you kind of let them handle the situation on their own. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, no one relied on somebody else to bring their faith, hope, player. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. I think so. I think so. I'm trying. You know, I'm trying. I think that's what it was. Iris is so everybody, basically. Yes, everybody. So everybody. Okay. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. And I feel like you, you wrote it in a way where everybody still had their, their spotlight. But yes, I definitely want to know um, what, what's next for each. Janelle said Grace. It's mm-hmm. okay. All right. Well, the way it's ambiguous in the end, as you can tell, because mm-hmm. there is an epilogue. So there, I have already started writing. Oh, it's very, very good. Um, but I have not. I had not decided. Initially, I was looking at grace and joy, mm-hmm. but That's now we right. have some faith and hope thrown in there. So maybe we'll just see where all the ladies go next. Yeah. yeah. Well, I gave you my synopsis for faith already. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we definitely want to see. So what's what's up next with you as a whole? Um, books, you know, touring. What what's next for you? Come on, Netflix. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I'm reading books, I always tend to think of what those characters look like. Mm-hmm. But yes, I'll, I'll let you finish. Sorry. I definitely, um, I do want to do another book. Uh, at the signing, a very dear uh, friend of my mother's who actually uh, did my first marriage, my only marriage. Uh, but he told me, he said, it would be just a loss if you didn't publish another book. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, sir. You know, when the mandate <laughs> is put on you by the man of God, I was like, mm-hmm. yes, sir. So I am definitely looking to publish another book. I think this story, I've had some people reach out to me about this story and just how they could see sharing it with their child to let them know kind of like these are some of the dangers that could lie ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've thought about um I really would love for it to get to someone who could create a visual. I would love a movie or something like that, a Netflix special four parts. Uh, but I'm working on book two. I am still in the education field. I'm an educational administrator and I am looking to further my career a little bit this year. So uh, I'm still, I'm still here. I'm, my daughter is graduating from oh, congratulations in May. Woo-hoo. Absolutely. <laughs> Part one, because you know they gotta do some other stuff. And then she <laughs> school for some other things. So I'm busy. I I just am I'm 
leaning on God and just letting him lead me where he would like for me to go. I yes. have started the business. So I've I've been writing some curriculum. I'm a writer at heart, so I write mm -hmm. curriculum, but I also write books. And so I really just want to explore some of these other avenues so that I don't have to do a nine to five forever. Absolutely, Janine, you are talking my talk. Like, um, but keep talking to Netflix. I, I feel like that's something that can happen for you. But the way God works, he was like, Netflix, we'll give you Netflix, but Hulu too, you know? So Crystal said, call me, girl. I think she want to be in a special. <laughs> <laughs> I might have some ideas for the book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, any, any, I think this could definitely even be on. I was just watching one of those Lifetime Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it could definitely be one of those, you know, surrounded by Christmas time. Absolutely. Um, so, yes, it could be. Christmas be edition. I like mm -hmm. it. <laughs> no smell like smoke for the chimney. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have you consult with me when we do the, the playwright. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So we'll bring it to life. It was yeah. definitely a pleasure reading this book. Thank you so much for Thank allowing you so us much. to dig into it. Um, it was definitely fun to to you know, talk all about it. I Absolutely. Can't <laughs> we can't wait till you come back and we can talk about more books with you. So, you know, yeah. you're stuck with us. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you so much. This was amazing. The conversation was great. Yeah. It was different than the last one that I had. So I love it. <laughs> We're different. You guys, are, you guys are awesome. And the brew yeah. crew, thanks for chiming in. Yes, guys. Thank you so much. In. I love it when everybody speaks their piece and has their word heard. And y'all yeah. remember, y'all can come up on the screen too if you want to. So, That's right. uh, but thank you everybody for joining us. And thank you so much, Janine, for being here. Thank you, Shelly and Bianca and Dion in her absence. Yes. yes. Love it. Okay. All right, Jean. Yes, we will see you soon. See you soon, ladies. Bye. 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 -bye. That was fun. That was a lot <laughs> fun. That was a great time. It was very uh, insightful. I, I like. I, I. I don't think I realized until now what exactly she was doing with the characters mm -hmm. towards the end of their stories. But now I definitely get it. Yeah. Um. I think it's so important to find your. You know, whether it be your your piece. I'm adding piece to the to the mm -hmm. book, but whether it's it's what you want to stand on. So when you are going through things throughout life, whether it be relationships, um, you know, co-workers, your jobs, everything. It's like you can handle these things on your own. It's Absolutely. not necessary to bring somebody else in those situations. Or that you need help. Or that you need help. Yeah. I mean, definitely get the help if you need it. But, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, leaning into your own understanding Absolutely. or God's understanding. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to worry home. about yeah. smelling like smoke. Boom. What can I be doing? You walk through the fire. Good. You ain't smell like you, smoke. you walk through the fire. You didn't even have to smell like it. You didn't even do it. Yep. So. Yeah. So very, very great book. I can't wait to have her back to hear more about these characters. And if you have not picked up the book, you can get the book at don'tsmelllikesmoke.com. Um, Janine just had a sale on the book, so you can check that out and see if that's still there. Uh, but yes, if you haven't Amazon picked up the too. book, Amazon, you can get it on, on as well. But this is a great read. 
um definitely like a holiday i enjoy reading it over the holiday yes. when things are just quiet yeah. and cozied up with a cup of cafe, cafe coco latte coffee get your <laughs> coffee cafe coco absolutely we just released two new roasts yes so we have our ethiopian dark roast mm -hmm. and our ebony dark roast yep. which is a honduras coffee yes um yeah so. so there's us online and then we also have some news where we just recently were a part of our very first pop up and that was absolutely amazing and a big reason why i tell janine to keep talking about netflix is because we went on our very first pop-up we didn't know how many people were gonna be there things started off at a really steady pace and then boom 200 people into the door so you know i feel like when you kind of speak about the great things that God can do for you. He will show up for you. But if you give God room, he will essentially move mountains for you. So mm -hmm. that was such a great opportunity. But we have another pop-up that we're also going to be involved with on December 11th. Yes. So this is the Nora Holiday Market. Uh-huh. Um, and it'll be in Chicago. Yep. Um, so uh, some of the same people will be there as far as vendors. Some yes. Vendors. I was so excited to see a lot of the vendors that we um, were able to vend with last time at the last pop-up that we did. A lot of those vendors are coming back. So we're making friends, you yes. know, with other businesses. <laughs> and what we're able to then be able to do for you guys is to bring those vendors here. You know, mm -hmm. and highlight those businesses of the week. Um, it's so important to network. Network has gotten us to meet so many people. And also you get to experience our coffee live um, because we actually brew the coffee. Yes. Not only do we sell it, we're brewing the coffee. So it's like you're in our cafe, yes. even though we don't have the doors quite open yet, but we're working on it. Yes. And we had, um, we had our butter cake, which when I say that butter cake sold out so fast, it was crazy. Yeah, and butter cake. coming back like, what do you mean there's no more butter cake? Yes, and, and some people were coming up to us like, yeah, I have butter cake. And let me give me the piece, you know, the slice of pound cake. And we were like, no, it's butter cake. And they were like, yeah, give me the pound cake. Anyway, they loved it. Yeah. They absolutely loved it. So we had um, uh, butter cake. We also had brownies. chocolate chip cookies and brownies. And our coffee was brewed. But we have some extra surprises for the next pop-up. So please join us December 11th, um, 11.50, Lamont. Lamont <laughs> Ave, Chicago, Illinois, 60651 from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Bethel New Life. Yep, we'll be there. Yes, December 11th, next at the Saturday after. So we'll be looking forward to seeing everybody. Yeah. Even if you can't come, you can order online. Don't forget to pick up your book so you can sit and read that while you drink your coffee. Absolutely. Get your book at don'tsmelllikesmoke.com mm -hmm. or Amazon. And all, as always. As always, guy, I feel so less lonely doing this without Deanna. I know. Deanna. <laughs> as always, keep, keep it, it brewing. brewing. We're not ready. <laughs>